Why does the Torah imply that Hashem has human characteristics such as hands, feet, and a voice? This is a very old question. And there's so much written on it. And of course, the beginning of it is in the Meir Nebuchim. The whole first section of the Meir Nebuchim, or most of the first section of the Meir Nebuchim, is Peter Shamilis. He translates words. And uh, what he does is he explains that every anthropomorphic reference to the Eivishtet, Yoishev and Reichev, and uh, Yad and Regal are all Misholim. And he, he uses the, the Rambam dedicates so much of his time and effort to explain what their metaphor, what each anthropomorphic reference is a metaphor for, where it's a mushal for. So um, the Tate is written in a way that can allow a person to imagine the Ebishter being a Gashmi, anthropomorphic. And uh, it's Merame, it's a hint to all kinds of metaphysical allusions, metaphors, Mishalom, that helps understand the spirituality of the Tate. So the question is, why would the Ebishter write his Tate in a way that would allow us to be deceived? Why would Hashem write the Tate in such a way that we could erroneously imagine the Torah holds that Hashem is anthropomorphic, and then you have to have Svarim that have to explain it's a Hakel Moshe So the answer to the question is two things, two parts. The first part is the basic idea. This is Rambam and Gemara. That the Torah speaks in the language of man. Since the Torah was designed for people, and people need to understand it, the only way people are going to understand it if it speaks to them in a form which is familiar to them, so therefore the Taylor describes Hashem in anthropomorphic terms so it allows people to relate to the Yebishter so to speak in a personal way. And therefore the Taylor describes Hashem as having Yad Hashem and Ein Hashem and Regal Hashem and so on and so forth so that people should be able to relate to it. But there's another point which is very important and I want to advertise this because you don't really hear it. This is Nagdom of the Meir Nebuchadnezzar where the Rambam brings a Pasuk and I never remember the whole pasuk. Something, something zohav, tapuche zohav, maskiyas kesef. I'm probably quoting the words incorrectly, but this is a pasuk, which is brought to chesidus as well. And basically, what the Rambam writes is that when you have less precious things and more precious things, what you do is you layer them, and the most precious thing is hidden because it's precious like a diamond, and then around that you have gold, and around the gold you have silver, around the silver you have platinum, you have uh, copper or something else. But the way you do it is that the more precious thing is more deeply hidden, and the less precious thing is closer to the surface. And then Alam says something very, very important about Torah, very important about Torah. And that is that when the Abishta wrote the Torah, he wrote it to have the broadest appeal. When Hashem wrote the Torah, He wrote it in such a way that most people should be able to understand it. And most people are not intellectuals. And most people are certainly not uh, philosophers. Most people are simple. And the Torah therefore is written in a simple way. What about the fact that because the Torah is written in a simple way, so then an intellectual is going to have questions, going to have frustrations and doubts. So the Torah says he'll dig deeper. He'll dig deeper. And the more intelligent he is, the deeper he digs. And the more intelligent he is, and the deeper he digs, the more lonely he becomes. The less company he has, because the deeper into the secrets of Tera that you go, 
the more you realize that fewer and fewer people are able to relate to the Torah on that level. This is how the Yerusha gave the Torah. Number one, he gave the Torah in a way of Dibratetik Lashem Neyadam. It's written in a language people can relate to. And number two, he absolutely gave the Torah to use a dirty word for the Hamoyim. Now remember, the Maiden of Vucham is written in Arabic, so I don't know what word uh, is in the Arabic, but in Hebrew it's Hamoyim. Hamoyim means the masses, that terrible word that was coined in the 19th century. But the people decided that they were smart enough to dispose of God, Rahman al And the Torah was written to have a broad appeal, that most people should be able to understand it. And the secrets of Torah are there for the people who can, who can dig for gold and find those secrets. And this is a very important idea which you never hear discussed. That the Torah was dafka, written Pashat, so that Pashat, the people, should be able to understand it. Hidden within the Pshitas of the Torah, there's depth. And as we all know, Rebbe used to say this about the Rambam also. The way Chumash is written, a child can learn it and a child can understand it. And the biggest genius of all will never reach its full depth. Because it was written to be simple on the outside and the depth underneath. And one of the aspects of this peripheral, this simple on the outside, is this phenomena of anthropomorphism, where the Abish is described as being a human being, interfacing or interacting with people. He has Elias and he has Yeridus and he has Nechomis and he has Kas and he has Kpeda. And he has all kinds of Midas which seem so odd to apply Koyachot HaKadosh Baruch all of this is written to the people should be able to understand it. And if a person is more intelligent, he digs deeper and he understands that Akel Moshal and Melitza, it's all metaphor, it's all allegory, it's all Moshal. Um, um, and there's a much, much deeper meaning hidden behind it. Now, I want to say something in conjunction with what I just said. And again, I think this is important to be said. Right? There's a, we live in a secular world. And the secular world is crowned. Its most honorable class are the intellectuals. And I'm saying this with respect, not cynically. Because not to see and appreciate uh, scholarship and intellect is, is stupid and silly and dishonest. But the way intellect works in the world is that it's designed to be exclusive. In other words, knowledge is presented in such a way that the smart, that the, the, the real depth of ideas are understood by fewer and fewer people. When you learn the Torah, and you see how the Torah is written, the Torah almost lends itself to the argument that the Torah is silly. The Torah almost is at fault for people being able to say that the Seder seems petty or simplistic, or as you've, I've heard people say, it sounds like a fairy tale. Why? Because Tater was written with the exact opposite intent. When smart people write smart books, the whole point is to be smart. And smart is for smart people. And the smarter you are, the more exclusive your club. And that's the design of the field, of the knowledge. Tater, you know, the Rebbe used to say always, says always, that Tater is not Chochmah. Tater's life. Chachma is one aspect of it. Tater was designed to speak to everybody. In order for the Tater to speak to everybody, it's written in a way that you do not see its Chachma. Dafke, you don't see it. It's Pashta, simplicity. 
So when you live in a world of academics, of intellectuals, of scholars, who define themselves by ideas, and they celebrate their exclusivity, they, they, they appreciate the idea that not everybody can understand what I understand. And the more intelligent they are, the more narrow, the more exclusive that club is. And they look at a book written by Atmos Musa in Sabah by the Ebishter himself, which is written in such a way that children can understand it. In their mind, it discredits the Teda. It shows on a fault and a flaw in the Teda. If this was God's wisdom, it should be so deep, no one should be able to understand it. And the answer is that's really the truth. It's taken the truth. But it was designed that its outer layer should have a very broad appeal because Hashem did not write a book for smart people. He wrote a book for everybody. And He wrote it in such a way that everybody can relate to it. And he says to the smart person, dig and dig and you'll find all of its secrets. And you'll never finish finding its secrets because But the Ebishter is not going to make the priority of his Teda, the, the mind of the scholar to, at the expense of the simple person because the Ebishter devalues people, not intellectuals. The Ebishter values each one. And I think personally that part of the reason it's so easy in the secular world to laugh at Taira is precisely this idea. It's, it's because it's written in such a way that it's, it's meant, not to, meant not to appear profound. It's the opposite of the way intellectuals write and speak. Intellectuals write and speak to show their intellect. And the Abish is writing and speaking to bring his intellect to the least intelligent of people. And he tells the greater intellectual, you have to dig deeper in order to be able to find it. And in conclusion, I just want to mention that this question about Ayin Hashem and Yad Hashem and Regal Hashem, I, I so far shared with you only Rambam. And Apikabala, this goes on the Sphiris. This is an entirely different level, and maybe we'll do that in another uh, session.